This episode of the Back of the Bus Podcast is brought to you by Grey Worm's Taco Stand. He loves eating tacos, and you will too. Welcome back to the Back of the Bus Podcast. Stop. Welcome back to the Back of the Stop. Bus. Welcome back. Stop. Who the fuck says something like that? Hey, biggity back, smiggity smack. What happened? Someone set up us the bun. We get signal. How are you, gentlemen? All your base are belong to us. Welcome to the Back of the Bus Podcast, everybody. He's black, I'm half. We're two old friends. We used to sit on the back of the yellow cheese school bus and talk some shit. Now we decided to turn on a mic and bring you guys into the conversation. So, one of the things that uh, we were talking about earlier today was why our wives keep allowing us to do this. Yeah, I don't know why our wives keep allowing us to do this. So, thank you, Ferry, and thank you, Dee, for tolerating our stupidity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, there's a lot of things that need to be happening, mainly towards them, though, because yeah. they allow us to come out and they take care of the kids. And I mean, we do have this one thing in our back pocket that we are Hall of Fame podcasters for the Kendall area True of that. Miami, Florida. So nobody can ever take that away from us. We had our own ceremony. We wear green jackets now. We have our busts in our houses. And we are Hall of Fame podcasters. And there's nothing you guys can do about it. I'm actually going to put that on our iTunes summary. <laughs> Listen to the Hall of Fame podcast of Back of the Bus with Black and Half. They are the best in Kendall right now. Absolutely. 100%. I, I, so, you know, it's funny because Ferry was supposed to go to the gym. And then, you know, you and I hadn't really figured out when we were going to lay this down. And then she was like literally walking out the door. Oh, man. And I was like, no, skirt. You have to bring that back, sweetheart. We oh, got, no. Daddy got work to do. Oh, no. So, thanks, babe. Appreciate That's it. really awesome. And considering we don't get paid for it. Again, sponsors. If you guys want to sponsor us, go for it. We would love to have sponsors. We know people, you know, you guys can sponsor us. It would be great. Um, yeah, we do got one. <clears throat> we have an awesome one so far. Yeah. Yeah. Our wives? No. no. Oh. This week, we have an awesome one. Great Worms Taco Stand. Oh, Great Worms Taco Stand. Shout out oh, to that guy. Yeah, bro. We're gonna get into we're gonna get into Game of Thrones later. Anyway, so we're gonna get into our first segment. If you guys have been here the last two weeks, thank you for being here. And as you know, we like to start the segment off with a nice little uh, rundown of all the things that have gone around during the week, all the little tidbits, the news items that maybe we want to catch before they burn up in the atmosphere. We like to call it Ah the Atmosphere. This week, in Awe the Atmosphere, we're going to start off with the big news. We are huge nerds, and the big news is Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Comic-Con happened last week over in San Diego, literally the other side of the country from where we're at. Yep. And do you have any thoughts on Comic-Con? Well, you watched a lot more of the trailers than I did, and we talked about it a little bit last time. I'm not crazy about trailers all the time. It depends on, on what they're giving out. So, I know that we had uh, another Thor trailer. That one I did see. That one was pretty good. I'm really excited about that flick. What do you think about Thor, uh, about Hulk talking? I mean, I think it's an evolution of his character in the comics. That that's you know that's what happens. You have Green Hulk, and then he goes Gray Hulk, who's a lot smarter but a little less strong. And then eventually he becomes like an amalgamation of the two. Mm-hmm. So he's you know he's intelligent. He's not just some brute. Okay. So I I think it's cool that they're kind of evolving his character that way. It's disappointing that again, like we talked about last week, he's not in the plans to get a standalone movie anytime soon. No. But he's supposed to have a really big role in, in, in both Infinity Wars or whatever they're going to call that next Avengers installment. Sure. So that should that should kind of quell some of that whole. For sure. Uh, I don't know what else did we see. Um, did we see there? They had. Well, I did. I did get to see the leaked 
Infinity War trailer. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Okay, so I saw it. It was really bad quality. I don't know if there were any other versions of it, but it was like this angled kind of shot up. So you're missing about a quarter to half of the screen regardless. And the one thing I hate about all these leaked trailers, and look, I watch them because I'm a, I'm a spoiled junkie. I, I know exactly well, what's yeah, going to happen on Game of Thrones. And so you can kind of see what's going on. It's The, the video quality is all right, but the, you can't really hear anything because the people are going apeshit, which would kind of annoy me. Like if I'm waiting hours in Hall H just because I know I'm going to get some exclusive video footage of, uh, of a movie that's coming out, and then I have a whole bunch of people yelling and screaming over, these video, over this video footage just because something cool happened, I would be super pissed, man, and super annoyed because I want to hear what's going on. I don't know. I think you get caught up in the in the atmosphere. No pun intended. Just like anybody else. <laughs> Good I plug. Think. So the Infinity War trailer looked pretty cool. I mean, I, it's the same one that they showed at D twenty three the week before, and it was nice. It was cool. I liked some of the. You know what? It didn't do justice for. It didn't do justice for Thanos. Like um, you could see him a little bit. Uh, that scene where it looks like he's pulling the moon or some planets and throwing it at the Avengers. That was really dope. It was really cool. It started off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they hit Thor, and Rocket freaks out and starts saying, ah, "Get off! Get off! Get off!" It was it was neat. It, it was it was neat. There are a bunch of different versions on it. I love, by the way, the trolls that are out there now saying that they're they're leaking the the Infinity War trailer. It's oh, just, man, just the, the, it's just the dude slapping everybody. Yeah, that show was pretty. Funny. It's pretty funny. It's it's pretty funny. What I, what it does pose is this question: What happens at the end of Thor? If Thor's floating around when they hit him, yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting to see. I'm, I'm super jacked about that movie. I'm probably more excited about this mm-hmm. Thor movie than I was about the first two. Yeah, I know oh, you were course. a fan of. Uh, yeah, okay, I liked the first Thor. I thought it was all right. You know what? I didn't get over. I watched it again not too long ago. He bleached his eyebrows. Did like, he? His That's eyebrows funny. are bleached in the first Thor. It is terrible to look at him. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no homo. But that dude's really hot, so he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He, you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Bleach his eyebrows. Bleach his rainus. Is that funny. is that part of the Seven Kingdoms? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they did that. They had Black Panther, which apparently they showed uh, an extended clip of Black Panther, and people went crazy for it. Okay. Yeah, no. There was a standing ovation for it. I'm actually really excited. That's going to be a great movie. Film, like, I don't, I don't care about the social aspects and the social kind of. It's just going to be a talk kick ass movie. Dude. Yeah, and you know what? I here's here's the thing. I really hope that people don't look at it and say, "Oh, it's a black film." Or and no, you know, dude. it's it's just a superhero movie set in the same universe that has been wildly successful and overall hugely entertaining for us. Mm-hmm. And you know. It's great that they have a dynamic and diverse cast in this movie. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a, a director who seems to have a really good vision. Again, it's a lot of this is just based on reading and and mm-hmm. trailers. Yeah. So we'll see what the finished product is, but mm-hmm. at least uh, it looks like a step in the right direction. Don't yeah, do you'll it. have a token white guy or two, no problem. Who cares about what what the color of the actors are? Yeah, man. They're being true to the character. They're being true to the story. It's a it's about a superhero whose fictional country is set in Africa, folks. They weren't going to have Tom Hardy yeah. and what's, what's his face from <laughs> Angels in the Outfield, Tom, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Tom Hardy plays Black Panther. Like, come on, man. There was another big house there, WB slash DC, that showed off a bunch of trailers. Uh, they did what they did last year, and they re- released the trailers immediately after they showed them in Hall H, which I am a huge fan of. As I've said before, I am very appreciative to what they, they do. I think Too they bad need- the trailers suck, though. 
Yeah, and I think they need to give up the char- the charade of, oh, when is Superman coming back? Because we all know he's coming back. Uh, news broke this week that Henry Cav- Cavill, Cavill is... They're going to digitally take off the mustache that he has on, on right now. For the, what, for the Mission Impossible? Mission Impo- he's shooting Mission Impossible 6, <clears throat> and they he's, he has to have a mustache. And Paramount won't let him shave to go do the reshoots for Justice League. And so they're going to digitally take off his mustache in all of the scenes. You know, I'm going to be basically this entire movie looking to see if I can see the that's remnants gonna be, of yeah, his mustache. Th- that's going to be the new thing. People are going to try to look for, for Henry Kivel's mustache and be like, oh, where's Superman's mustache? That's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. But I think they need, need to give up that charade. Um, and that might, that'll probably be the best part of that movie. Besides Aquaman. Let me tell you something. Aquaman is a lot of shit for mm-hmm. as a superhero. Um, I saw a lot of people kind of have some objections to Jason Momoa. Because he doesn't look like Aquaman in the comics. Because he's not blonde. Who cares? He's awesome. He's awesome as Cal Drogo. He was the most entertaining thing about that Comic-Con panel when that little kid asked him yeah. about where's Superman. And he's like, Superman's dead, kid. I was like, this guy's <laughs> great. Like, that guy is the McGregor of the of the Justice League movie. He's selling the shit out of that movie. Yeah, he is. Probably the only thing that's going to make it watchable, to be yeah. honest with you. I think, I think, you know what, I think what he, he might be doing is he's just trying to make the uh, his movie work. You know, he's trying to build up if he can be the best part of that of that whole Justice League when they finally green light and finish his Aquaman movie that they will <laughs> nice hit that people will come out to see it because it's got it's got him. I liked Ezra Miller in the th- in the in the preview too. It was pretty funny. You know. Yeah, sure. Okay, listen, I I like campy stuff. Everyone disappears and like, "Well, that's kind of really I like campy cool. stuff. I like I like the campy Flash CW Flash show. Um <sighs> it's garbage. No, it's not. But, you know... It, it's garbage, man. The, dude, this is the thing. It's like, they they seem to be taking a bunch of, like, wet pasta and throwing it against the wall. And trying to see what sticks? Yeah. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. Um, you know, you have... Now they're, they're talking about they're going to do Flashpoint for the Flash movie. I heard that because the logo was Flashpoint for, for the Flash movie. When they showed off all the logos and everything. So, part of, like, WB panel was also... Um, Ready Player One. I don't know. Have you ever read the book? No, I haven't read it. Dude, read the book. Yeah? The book is amazing. And I'm not a book guy. Like, I don't, you know. But I'm telling you right now, read Ready Player One. It's an amazing book. It's got all the nostalgia that you would totally be about. Um, and they released the trailer. Uh, Steven Spielberg is directing, which I thought was pretty cool because a lot of his, a lot of the things he did influenced Ernest Cline, who was the author of the book. And a lot of it's in there, so I think that's that's pretty neat. That you know, his he you know a lot of it is his his creation, and then now he's creating the movie. I don't know how it's going to translate. Don't know. I saw the preview, and honestly, it looks a little too serious. But it, I, that could just be you know that's just the preview. Trailer. You know, yeah, it's just the trailer. It might just be that. It looks a little too serious for me when I read the book. But then again, in my mind, it was really fun, really light. Um, but it should be fun. It should be a really cool kind of adventure. And I mean, look, you've got Iron Giant, you've got Freddy Krueger, the DeLoreans in it. It's everything in there, Very you know? Cool. So I read I read um, something about the, like a, <clears throat> a review about that trailer. And again, I haven't read the books, but the, the person who's writing this review was talking about, they were comparing it to the dynamic from the Ender's Game book to the Ender's Game movie mm-hmm. that some of the stuff just doesn't quite translate all that great. How, like, the battle room stuff in the book yeah. was the best parts of the book, really, and then in the movie was shit. Yeah, so, like, one of the thing, one of the things in the preview that I saw was that they had, uh, 
I think in the beginning of the preview, they have these people like dancing around in the sky, and that's that's a scene like later in the book where Parzival goes to this big like dance party. Is that why your name was Parzival? Hell yeah, before? man! Huh? At that, my Clash of Clans name was Parzival because of. Ready Player One. I got in way before people were about that. Gotcha. And everyone was just like, "Who is the guy?" And I'm like, "Dude, wait, wait till the movie I comes." I never out. asked you. And I yeah, man. It's because of Ready Player One. How about that? And the kid's name is Wade Owen Watts. That's a pretty wow name. Get it? Wow, Wade Owen Watts. <laughs> <laughs> so we had DC. We had Marvel. Um, I don't really. The one more thing about that DC busted uh-huh. up was they showed the lineup of the team for the Young Justice cartoon. Okay. I loved season one and two. They're on Netflix if you guys want to check it out. Um, the season three was was brought back really because of fan demand. Like they, it was a really popular show. They canceled it because they weren't selling enough toys. But yeah, so they busted out the lineup for Young Justice. Okay. The interesting thing about that is that it's going to air on the new streaming service that Warner Brothers is putting out. Okay. So it's not going to be like on television or probably not immediately available on Hulu or Netflix because they're going to start their own app. So I'm wondering how you feel about that. I mean, it's another streaming service that we may or may not have to pay for. God knows what other content they're going to have there. But I'm fairly certain they're going to support it with enough content, comic book related, to kind of make it worth our while. So, you know. I don't know. I mean, streaming services are now becoming the new hit thing. Everyone wants to get into the streaming service. But at some point, there's going to be too much. And then what's going to happen is you're going to have all the cord cutters and what they're going to do is they just start stacking streaming service on streaming service on streaming and service. And then you're paying basically the same You're thing. paying basically the same thing just for all of it, you know? And there's and that's where Cable's just going to sit back and say, welcome back, you know? Because right now, as it is, look, Xfinity now takes Netflix. You can watch Netflix on there. You can, you know, so as you have, if you have that streaming service, you're good to go. Um, if you have Xfinity and you have HBO already, you already get HBO Go. So it's all kind of built in anyway. You get ESPN. You get all those things already. So at some point they're gonna, you know, these big companies are they're just kind of waiting for the cord cutters to realize that it's gonna cost you the same amount, and instead of having well, fifteen different accounts with fifteen different streaming services, just get it all at one place. I don't know, dude. I I've I've cut the cord twice. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in the middle of my second run through that, and I tell you, man, I don't miss it. Like I I don't miss ESPN because I don't watch. Sports Center anymore. Okay. You know, I you know what do I lose because I don't have ESPN first take, and during football season Monday Night Football that sucks, and Sunday Night Baseball during baseball season, but you know, live sports is really the only thing that I think is keeping people tuned in to cable. Once you get once you're able to have live sports in in another platform, cable will die, and they're starting because Hulu has it. We talked about it a little bit last yeah. week. Yeah. So once football season starts, I may have to consider that because fantasy football, you know, is coming. Yeah. So I can't. Oh, we're gonna do a fantasy football show. Yeah, we're no. Definitely oh, do a fantasy football show for sure. We'll have to bring in the guys for that, and then we'll we'll just run down and just go through all of our fantasy football lineups. Make yeah. Fun of the, the draft one, and all make fun that. of the one asshole who 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 drafted wrong. Lance. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's just a running joke we have in our group chat that he's a part of, but he never comments on. It's fantastic. So you know that he reads it, yeah. but he's just like, oh man, those guys are the they're the, the worst too. You know what they are? They're like the snipers in all of those um, Call of Duty games. Yeah. yeah, where they just sit there, they never do anything, and then they just pop up and they gotcha. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even he doesn't even bother anymore. Yeah. Well, we've gone off the rails like three times. I know I people know. are gonna kill us for this.
So moving on to our second subject in awe, the atmosphere, let's talk about the mayor of Miami. And people are like, wait, why? Why would we want to do that? Well, this is a subject near and dear to our hearts because I take public transportation, the train, not the bus people. Okay, come on, I've got standards. And, <laughs> and Black's wife takes the train, not the bus. Again, she's got standards. So he built himself as this candidate of, yeah, we're going to get new not rail me, systems. the mayor. Oh, yeah, yeah, the mayor, sorry. <laughs> the mayor built himself as this candidate of, hey, listen, we're going to get new rail systems, we're going to upgrade everything, we're going to expand it, and there definitely is a need for rail out here. So, like I said, we are Hall of Fame podcasters in the Kendall area. Kendall's kind of a west suburb of what you would consider Miami, the areas that you see on the TVs and everything else, and we don't really have public transportation out here. We have the buses, they come out here, but they're pretty inefficient just because they run on the same roads as everyone else has to drive. So, right. so all they it, do is clog up traffic. It, it backs everything up. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Then, God forbid, you have like one old man who's running mm-hmm. to try and get it, and the driver's nice enough to wait for him, but now you've clogged up traffic even more. Exactly. There are no dedicated lanes for these buses. There is one going north-south that starts somewhere around the Kendall area and goes down to almost all the way down to, I guess, Key Largo. And that, you know, but still, that that hasn't helped out a lot. It'll still take you, like, two and a half hours to get from Homestead to downtown Miami. Probably even more than that. And he ran on this platform of, hey, we're going to expand. We're going to move everything out. And now, this week, he released a statement saying, hey, guess what? We're not going to do it. We're not going to do that. Yep. No, so, you know, it's funny because when you, when you mentioned this before the show, I started looking at it. And uh, I didn't know this, but... Back in 02, mm-hmm. they passed a, by a two to one margin, voters in Miami approved a half cent tax increase. Yes. That was supposed to produce 88.9 miles of new rail line mm-hmm. by the year 2030. This tax increase provides $250 million in revenue for the city and has provided exactly 2.4 miles of rail line. That's the rail line to the airport, right? And that's it, yep. And that's it. <laughs> so there's 86 and a half miles of rail line that are unaccounted for that now we're never going to get and now he's putting forth a half a billion dollar proposal to fund the same proposal that this tax was supposed to fund in the first place yes. which was the the dedicated lines like the, like the one you mentioned the north south mm-hmm. lane for the buses they're going to do dedicated rail lines in six areas of the city and supposedly expand the streets to have just isolated bus lanes yeah but this, is, but this is the same thing we've been paying these taxes for for 15 years now so, that haven't so where the hell is the money going yeah and where, where the money doing? goes so exactly it, it's you know whatever dude it, it, it's it's Miami it's always been a it, it's a Banana city Republic. built on corruption oh yeah I man. mean that's, that's well, no, the it's city a city built on cocaine and then became corrupt true that so here's the thing I take like I said I take public transportation I do I take the train in I, I work in downtown and look for all the crap that the train and Metro Rail has gotten recently, there were a couple articles in the Herald and on the New Times about how the uh, the bathrooms are disgusting and how the trains run late and how the trains are disgusting. I'm going to be honest with you. I ride the train Monday through Friday and the mornings and in the afternoons, and I've never seen it like that. Mind you, I don't go in the bathroom because, one... I'm a smart person and I understand what a public bathroom will look like when yeah, they're... Anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Don't just give me, oh, this is at the Miami Rail Station. No, it's at every park. The, you know, come on, man. There are restaurants that have worse bathrooms than this, too. Oh, absolutely. Listen, and if they would have just taken the money that was supposed to go to these things mm-hmm. by 
upgrading the rail station so you would have group ticketing and advanced ticketing and all these things to where you automate the process a little better and make make it flow smoother mm -hmm. update the rail cars you wouldn't have a problem the people mover is always broken every day my wife called me she's like oh the people mover stuck i can't you know i'm gonna be late to get home really yeah every day look so i've only in my whole time taken and i think i've started taking this almost like three four months now i've only missed one train because the people mover wasn't working once once happens her all once. the time. I will tell you this. Either look. that, or she's lying and she's having an affair, and that's her excuse. <laughs> but uh, you know, whatever. No, but I I see that, and I you know I check and I see if you know the rail is the, you know all the trains are on time and everything, and they are, man, and it works. Yeah, you know? of course it works. And if they added more lanes, more yeah. more rail lines, you wouldn't have a problem if you expanded it to where people. Because mm -hmm. uh, right now, there's nothing that takes you towards the Grove Gables area. You have no, one. everything's off of US-1. Right. So basically the Grove stops around 27th Avenue and then you'd, you'd have to walk from US-1 and 27th Avenue all the way into the all Grove. All the way, yeah. yeah, which is absurd because that's yeah. a very commerce-heavy area yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you don't have you know, public mm -hmm. transportation heading out that way is a problem. I got to take Bird every day all the way down and it's you know 16-mile drive it takes me an hour and 15 minutes every morning. Yeah, so I cut, I cut my commute by uh, probably like 20 minutes by taking the train. But that's only because, you know, I uh, I, ha I would have to take the Palmetto, which was just a, whoa, that's a that's a completely different disaster on a completely different scale. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about the public transportation is, listen, it might be limited. Yes, it is. And it is definitely limited. And it doesn't go to the areas of the people who could utilize it the most, which are the people out west. That was poor planning on whoever planned it, right? They didn't see or foresee the fact that people would move out west. Right. And so they didn't plan to put everything out west or to actually have some kind of area that they could eventually turn into transportation to go east-west. They wanted to go north-south. And look, to their, I guess, you know, credit, until then, you know, people hadn't just been going north-south, right? The, the US-1 and the rail line was really where everyone was at. So they didn't have any real idea that people would want to move west, you know, because the, it was the Everglades, you know? But then they started draining the Everglades, and boom, there you go. There you go. So, so there's, the, that's just a lack of foresight. It was. Um, it was. Interestingly enough, the punchline to all this is that ultimately what they want to build to is privatize rail lines so that, you know, they can feed some other fat cat, you know, money. Listen, in the end... To it's, shuffle people around when there's already a public transportation system that's supposed to do that for you. You're absolutely right. But in the end, it's more it's limited, but it's better than New York's transportation. Yeah. So... At the end of the day, that's just, you know, a little bit of awareness. That's what our, our mayor is doing. I'm sure everybody in your respective cities, you've all got plenty of stories of, about shitty politicians and taking mm -hmm. your money. But this <laughs> was costing us, you know, $250 million a year as a taxpayer group. For, for nothing, guys. So next time there's a there's a, a vote, read, do your homework. Don't just vote on it because you're a Republican or you're a Democrat and that's what you tend to lean to. You know, make sure that you know what you're talking about, man, because these things will cost you a lot of money in the long run. And now we're going to lighten up the subject a little bit. We're going to go to the NBA, right? Okay. We're going to go to the NBA because your boy Derrick Rose left your beloved Knicks. He's a free agent. He didn't leave anybody. No, no, and no. I was... Fucking glad to see him go. He left he you. And, and he anyway. went over to the Cavs. We didn't... After we fired Phil, we had no interest in talking to Derrick Rose. Phil was the only guy in, in Nick's camp 
that had any interest in bringing that shit bag back. He <laughs> disappeared for a day in the middle of the season. That was pretty he awesome. He basically no call, no showed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I know. It was he awesome. no call, no showed, and then he sucked. He shot less than 30% from three. He, I mean, he, he was still pretty good going to the hole, but he couldn't get to the line. He wasn't getting calls. His jumper is crap, and his defense is worse. Good riddance. Enjoy. Now he's going to go play with LeBron. Now he's going to go play with LeBron. LeBron's going to make him look good because that's what LeBron does. He made J.R. Smith a fucking relevant player in the NBA. Oh, my God. I, yeah, it drives me crazy. Dude. But Kyrie wants out. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. So Kyrie wants out. Where do you think he lands? See, from the beginning, I don't think he's going to land necessarily anywhere in those four teams that he wants to land because he doesn't have a no trade clause. He doesn't control his destiny. Okay. So Cleveland can trade him wherever the fuck they want, and he's going to have to take it and like it. So why would Cleveland trade him to Miami for Goran Dragic, Justice Winslow? Oh, I don't think he's coming to Miami. Okay, so hold on. Let's just go down. So yeah. that's that's not and, – and, and Miami has no picks. Mm-hmm. So that's not enough of a package. Yeah, absolutely right. San Antonio, they're, they're not saying Kawhi. No. God, God so, goodness, no. So Patty Mills – and I still don't think I don't a think a thousand year old Tony Parker, Lamarcus Aldridge. No, I don't think they do it either. Unless you send Lamarcus in a package and you and you get and the Spurs get Tristan Thompson back and Lamarcus takes that spot, maybe I guess. So that's not happening. New York, Carmelo and a future pick might be enticing. I think so, but I think that's going to depend a lot on LeBron. If LeBron goes to the Cleveland management and says, "Get me Melo," I'm sure they'll do it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Cleveland, I'm. First of all, the money doesn't work. Melo makes a lot more money than Kyrie. So then they're going to have to dump Shumpert or JR's contract back to New York, which New York's not going to want. So you're going <laughs> to have to get a third team involved. Okay. And why would the third team just decide to take on someone's salary dump to facilitate a trade for these two guys? Weirder things what? have happened, though, right? Sure. Yes. But it's, you know, in this day and age, these trades aren't, at, those types of trades aren't as frequent. Okay. Because the the third team is going to expect, if they're going to take on your salary, they're going to expect draft pick compensation in return. Cleveland's got no picks to give. So then New York's going to have to give the picks to the third team and then just mellow to Cleveland. At the end of the day, why does why does Cleveland do that? They're, they're losing 25-year-old Kyrie Irving for 33-year-old Carmelo Anthony. It's not worth it for them. Well, because they've, they've shown that they will do whatever LeBron wants. And which is one of the reasons why Kyrie wants to leave is because... LeBron, and it's really funny because it is the same reason why everyone was talking shit about LeBron when he left here. Oh, right. he didn't. He wanted to run his own team. Pat didn't want it. He got kept getting frustrated with Pat and Spo, and so he decided to leave. Yeah. And that's fine. But now it turns out that he did the same shit, which we knew he was doing anyway. You know. Oh, he's been, but it's his city. Exactly. What the fuck was Kyrie Irving doing before LeBron got there? Kyrie Irving wasn't making the playoffs. No, he wasn't. Kyrie Irving wasn't. Was barely winning games. Okay. So, Kyrie Irving, I'm sorry, dude. You, you, if I was him, I'd take it and like it. Because, we, you know, that guy, they've been to three straight finals since he went back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And But he is, losing a key, he is losing a key member of that team right now. He's losing a key member in James Jones, who has been to, what is it now, seven yeah. finals? Yep. That guy's a Hall of Famer. James Jones He's retired, too. Robert Ory of this generation. <laughs> Except that he doesn't make big shots. Speaking of random NBA players, Starberry is bringing back his shoe, man. I heard about it today. His $15 sneaker. That's awesome. That's great, man. 
Hey. I didn't even know why he had this in the rundown. I just I wanted to see where you were going to go with it. Oh man, because I was I heard it I heard it today on the radio. I was like, all right, this is awesome. So did you hear the story about why he created the sneaker? He wanted to make affordable shoes for yeah. Because when he was a kid, the shoes were like a uh, hundred, you know, to, to eighty bucks, and he his mom wouldn't afford it because she would tell him, listen, that that's what that's a month's worth of groceries. Right. So him when he finally got into the NBA and he got a little bit of a name for himself, he wanted to. Make affordable shoes that kids could afford, that kids could which pick awesome. up in, in the hood, which is a great thing. But you're Starberry now, like no one cares, no one gives a shit about your shoes anymore. But I mean, I mean, listen, in China, I'm sure he's huge. Shit out of those shoes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but here, like, you know, them, them sneakerheads ain't waking up at four in the morning to go to Foot Locker to make a line for the fifteen dollars. Well, no, they're only going to be sold online. Oh, okay. They're only going to be sold online. All right. Oh, speaking of fun, right? CNN has this new show. Or I guess it's not new. There's been a couple episodes. But it's about the 90s. My wife pulled me aside. She goes, hey, I watched the one about the riots. You know, the L.A. riots, the Rodney King riots. And she mentioned something that I guess I didn't, I hadn't realized until now. But she said, you know, for everything that's going on in the world right now that makes it seem pretty dark and bleak, back then was pretty dark and bleak too, you know? And I thought about that. And I felt like it was really weird about... How now that we're adults, you know, we're the generation that everyone had hope. Oh, you guys are going to change the world. You guys are going to change the world. We're the generation now. We're just like, hey, we're not going to change the world the way you thought, you know? But do you think that now is darker than it was back then? Like, it's more bleaker, kind of, more cynical. I think it's cyclical. I think we hit a point in in those early 90s when L.A. was on fire for most of that time that it really hit the mainstream for the first time in a a while. And it was really bad. And then, you know, I think something that turned it around for a little while was 9-11. After 9-11, there was this fleeting sense of community that we hadn't seen in the country for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as that started to fade, we just went right back into our old roles. And here we are, you know, 2017. And you have, you know, people just committing all these crazy atrocities in the name of, you know, religion or race or whatever. And, you know, it's not any different than it was back then. It's just there are, there are peaks and valleys. I, I thought, and you know, what I mentioned to her was that I thought that a little bit of it was the the need for everyone to broadcast everything now, right? So back then you had the Rodney King beating, which was on a VHS tape that was a really bad quality, you know? Right. And nowadays... Everybody would have been standing around with those phones. cops with their phones out yelling World Star as they were videotaping it. And then they would have start, started yelling and, 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 you know, bitching and moaning, right? The only, but the problem is that they are doing that now and these guys are still getting off. Yeah. So what Jesus. is it he said in Boy Meets World? Life's tough. Wear a helmet. Jesus. Yeah, dude. This podcast is going to be dark. Yeah, and we haven't even gotten to Game of Thrones yet. Yeah, I know. You want to jump into Game of Thrones? Yeah, let's skip some of this other shit and right. let's just get into Thrones. Yeah, let's just get into Thrones, guys. Well, we had we had an AP class topic for you guys that we were really looking forward to sharing with you guys. I have a shitload of notes about it, but we don't want to cheat it and we don't want to make this go too long. So we're just going to get into Thrones and we'll shelve that for, for another day. Exactly. Holy <laughs> oh, shit. 
Game of Thrones. Anyway, Game of Thrones was this past weekend, of course, and we all watched it, and now we're going to talk about it, even though it's two days later. Initial thoughts of Game of Thrones. So before we go, it is two days later. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen no. the episode yet. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, Just out of respect. Okay. All right, uh, fine. But, you know, we don't care. No, no, I don't. This I, is what we do. I literally could not care any less. Yeah. So, wow. The the episode was interesting. Uh, that is to say the least. I, I did not see the end scene coming. I don't know if you want to start and work our way backwards. Yeah, let's work, let's let's do that. Let's let's Quentin Tarantino it and start at, start at the end and work our way back. Perfect. So you know Yara and and Elaria are hanging out and the seduction is going on and I thought we were gonna get some more weird incesty thing like maybe they were gonna invite Theon and his no dick to join in just to laugh at him or Yo, th- that one that one line was hilarious there's a foreign invasion yeah it was great <laughs> so you know then he kind of excused himself and that was cool and then boom yeah I, yo I did not see that come. I know yeah you knew the spoilers so we'll get into how you felt about it after knowing what was okay. gonna happen yeah but I didn't see it coming it was very unexpected this, I thought the scene played great I thought the Euron actor and Alfie Allen and, and the Yara chick they all did a, a great job of just emoting during that scene okay um, when when Dion when she, that look that was exchanged between, mm-hmm. between Dion and Yara when he was making struggling with that decision to fight or or flee yeah man that was heartbreaking like yeah. as, a, as a I have seven siblings one of my brothers did that shit to me that made me pissed as fuck yeah, but what happened there was that Euron brought back Reek, and what that's what it was is that he he saw the kind of same evilness, he saw that same uh, uh, you know terror in Euron that he did in um, yeah. He did I mean, in, listen, in he's, he's got to have some kind of PTSD to him. Yeah, um, that that's a given. Yeah, you just don't get over that that quickly. So what happened was he saw it and he couldn't he couldn't handle it, so he jumped overboard. And look, I get. You know, I get, here's the one thing. The best part of that scene was that they got rid of two of the fucking sand snakes. Full real. Man, everybody gave those chicks a hard time. I I get it because their characters weren't fleshed out. They kind of just got brought in in the middle of the story. But they've done that with other characters and they didn't get that kind of negative reaction. I mean, if you really think about it, Oberyn Martell didn't show up till season Four or five. Yeah, and when he showed up... Oh, he, he was a G. He he was having orgies. All right, dude, but, I mean, that's his story arc. These these were his daughters, and they didn't have... Mama, the, mama said this, mama said that. The problem was that they, they were used as a plot device as opposed to characters that were fleshed out entirely. I totally agree. And that's why we didn't like... I think what happened was they brought them in because they, they knew that they had to at some point, and then they realized... How much work it would take to develop that whole story, so that's why they just started murking it. Well, not to mention that they shit on the actual story of what happens in Dorne in the books. So that that was kind of one of their first times that they really went off the rails, mm-hmm. um, and I think that affected it because they didn't have that guidance of of George's story to be able to structure that those characters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you didn't have. Oberyn, um, the son, right? The one that's the one that's supposed to free mm. the dragons and marine and all that crap. Like what happens in the books? You didn't have uh, this, the other the other little sister, Ariana. Okay. Martell. So they just kind of condensed all. That's of the it. one that, that that gets raped, right? Or the one that gets killed? 
No, Ariana's the one that her her guard loses his ear or whatever. Oh. No, her guard is the, her guard is the one who chops off fucking Marcella's ear because in the books she's not dead at this point. She just lo- lost an ear. So Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. So the, she I get all these she gets sent confused. she gets sent to King's Landing, I believe, and she's the one who's supposed to have her dad's spot on the small council. That was um the uncle's plan. Yeah. The uncle, the wheelchair guy, uh what the fuck was Prince Doran? Prince Doran's not dead in the books either at this point. Yeah, so they had they had to wrap that whole thing. They they just they that. didn't know what the hell they were doing. They just needed to establish Dorn for this season, mm-hmm. really. Because after the Dorn shit happened, there was no more Dorn until this season again. Yeah, it was like they, they got into this the this whole story and then they were just like, Shit, this is gonna take a lot of work. Let's not do that. Yeah. So they, they just needed to show the other king <laughs> the other seventh kingdom so they can talk about having their army available for this fucking invasion. And they're a plot device, and as such, they were expendable. They left the little hot one alive, which, you know, it's not bad. They killed the two less hot ones. But for how long? Yeah, no, she's going to get fucked up. Cersei's going (laughs) to fuck that little bitch up, that's for sure. I can tell you why. No, 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 shut up. Shut up. (laughs) So, you did mention this to me in a text message, though, that about how knowing the spoiler affected your... It does? Enjoyment so of the episode. I don't have yeah. Um, this is the second season that I've known the spoilers. Shout out to the free folk on Reddit. You know, it's awesome. I, I go there all the time. I check it out. But and they're also really funny. So it's not just about the spoilers. They have these funny memes, and because they know what's going to happen, they can talk about anything. So I, I like being a wildling. I am a I am a Game of Thrones watching wildling. Okay, gotcha. but. In that sense, is I don't get the whoa moment anymore. You know. Right. None of these moments this season are going to wow me. I knew that the boat scene was coming at the end of this episode. I knew the I knew the episode before that. I know exactly how everything's going to end. I know how the last episode ends also. Mind you, listen, just a little background of, of the spoilers. They're not super detailed. Uh, the detailed like rundowns of each episode comes out probably it's probably it's out. So for next episode and dude, sometimes these people are not from America, so their English writing is terrible. Like the one for this week coming up is really bad. Um, you read it, and it's just like, yo, somebody just took whatever this guy's original language was and threw it into Google Translate, and this is what came out. That's funny, but you still get the gist of it, right? So I don't get those wow moments anymore. So when they were messing around on the boat, I'm like, oh. This, this is going to happen now. The the whole fight. I knew that Danny was going to lose basically her whole fleet. You know? To... Yeah. So, let's let's get to that. Because she just took a big L. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, that's, that is problematic. Yes. To say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, not only because she loses the fleet. She loses the capacity to mobilize the Dornish troops. Mm-hmm. You guys may be wondering, why can't the Dornish troops just march over land? Well, that march has never successfully been accomplished heading... South or heading north, in or out of Dorne. That's why Aegon, when he originally conquered the Seven Kingdoms, didn't really conquer all seven. Dorne was still sort of independent until they married into the Targaryen dynasty, uh, I think like 100 years later, 50 years later, something like that. So Dorne's never been conquered. And there's, there's, like, there's, there's this desert and there's this mountain range that creates like a natural barrier for them, but it also makes it very difficult for their armies to march over land into the rest of Westeros, which is why the fleet was sent down there to you know ferry them into mm-hmm. into the mainland. Uh, now that's out of the equation. Yep. 
the person who was going to marshal all those troops is now out of the equation. Mm-hmm. So now, ostensibly, there's no ruler in Dorne no. to give them orders. Oh, yeah, there isn't. No. All the three sand snake chicks and and the... Oh, no. The the son, right? Is he alive? I don't know. Did he die? I don't know. Fuck. That's how much we cared about Dorne. Yeah. If he's alive, I guess Tristan Martell would be it, but I don't remember if he died in that fight on the boat or not. Did he? I think he's dead. I think he's dead. Yeah. So that, yeah. yeah, so there's nobody in Dorne. Yeah. So Dorne is just a free-for-all now. Yeah, they're just there. So Good. they're useless to Danny now. She's well, got, she's, they were basically useless to the show also. She's, <laughs> she's got no navy. Nope. Got no navy. So, you know, now she's got the air superiority and the unsullied troops and the Dothraki. So she's got a cavalry and an infantry, which is great. But it really fucked up their plans. Mm-hmm. They had a good plan. I thought their war council in the beginning, the the, the strategy they let out was, was solid. Yeah. You know, take, taking Cashley Rock was something Rob wanted to do back in mm-hmm. season two. Yep. Which is what ended up getting him killed. You know what's really funny is, is that there are a lot of callbacks to earlier seasons. In the last, the both episodes, there are a lot of callbacks to earlier seasons. So that was one of them. You know, that was back to season um, season two, like you said. And then with Arya and Nymeria, that was a callback to season one also. Sure. Because of what Ned was telling her, and then she said, oh, that's not me. The Sand Snakes killed Tristan Martell, actually. The, the Sand Snakes killed yeah. Tristan Martell. Yeah. Why? So I don't, they suck. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, because they put the spike through his head. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was crazy. Okay. I guess well. because he would have been the... The rifle heir to Dorne after yes. his pops died. Uh, uh, yep. And so they killed him. So it was like a, they tried to do the little Godfather moment, kill wow. him, kill the dad. Are we are we bad fans for not knowing that? Dude, so, oh, come on, man. So many people have fucking come into this show. It's it's hard to keep track of them all. As, and we also have the, the weight of trying to keep track of the book knowledge that we have. Well, you more than me. Versus the show knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you know enough. <laughs> I do. I know. I know more than the average man, the average person. So you know? it's it's kind of it's just it's intense. Um, but yeah, so you were saying about the callback with Arya and the wolf. Yeah. So she decided that she wanted to go home again. Knew that that was going to happen. You kept asking what how, what pushes Arya to go home rather than to go to King's Landing to kill the queen, and it was John. You know, she found out that, that John yeah, was alive. Yeah, that was a cool little scene with Hot Pie. I thought that... Um, <laughs> that scene. Oh, I've you make pies? I've made one or two. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. <laughs> you know, it's funny because she, she's, she seemed, up until that point, she was nearly apathetic mm-hmm. towards him. You know, somebody who she, you know, obviously... Yeah, she was very hound-like. Yeah. She yeah. was very much hound-like to... She, to how, how she was acting towards him, drinking the ale, chugging it, you know. And then he gave her that news, and, like, you saw a switch go off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just snapped my fingers. But you saw, like, the switch go off, and and she, you know, she had a visible change to her. There was, like, a, a sense of excitement that her character hasn't yeah. had in a while. Yeah, because, remember, she thinks, she, well, she figures that most she's of her family yeah. is dead. I mean, yeah, she said it, and when she killed the phrase, she's like, you leave one wolf alive. She literally thought she was the last Stark. Yeah, and now, and now she's not. And you know, wait. I, does she still think that? Does she still think that Bran and yeah. Rickon are dead? Yeah. Whoa, mind yeah, she blown. Doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know. She hasn't gotten that news, which talks about you know something about how news travels in in Westeros, right? Like <laughs> everybody knew immediately that, that Cersei blew up the set of Baylor. Like that shit got around quick. Yeah. 
uh, you know, the Boltons and the Battle of the Bastards is starting to filter down, but it hasn't made it all the way. Everybody knew about the phrase. Well, they kind of knew a little bit, but they didn't. There wasn't, you know, all of the information wasn't available. Mm-hmm. They said there's a disturbance of the twins. Not all the phrases have been wiped out <laughs> everywhere. So, you know, it. I guess the more important thing now, the more important you are, the faster your news gets spread around. Like when that guy said, you know, they don't send ravens to soldiers or whatever. But, you know, it's it's just interesting how she found out that John's alive. There was no mention of Sansa to her. So I'd be, I'm most interested to see her and Sansa reunite, mm-hmm. not so much her and John, because we know that's going to be tender and loving and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know when they reunite. Go ahead. I know they do, but I don't know when. My question was going to be, do mm-hmm. you think she makes it home? Yeah, she does. Okay. Well, thanks for that. There I mean, guys. dude, she makes it home. Spoiler alert. She makes it home. Like, come I, on. I don't know, dude. I mean, there's a lot of miles between the end of the Kneeling Man where she's at mm-hmm. and Winterfell. I looked it up. I looked at the map. It's That's a long way. She's got to get all the way to the King's Road. She's got to head east all the way to the I'm King's Road. I'm not going to lie to you. I think she makes it home next episode. <laughs> well, then that bitch is faster than a raven because John still hasn't gotten a fucking raven about Bran being at the wall, but he got a raven from Dragonstone and it already makes it all the way to Winterfell. Yeah, and he and he's gonna make it to Dragonstone next episode. So then a lot of people were wondering whether her and John were would meet up kind of on the road, but apparently not because no. John's gonna get to Dragonstone yeah. without her. Yeah, John's gonna get to Dragonstone, and yeah, and I'm almost positive she she makes it to Winterfell next episode. Like she gets there. There's no big spoiler in that. Like, it's one of those things where when you asked me last week, oh, do you think she goes to King's Landing or does she go home? I'm like, come on, man. Where she? Where do you think she's going to go? Yeah. You know? I mean, we'll see. That story, I think, right now is the most uh, emotionally resonant mm-hmm. story because everybody else is just setting up for a fight. There yeah. isn't, there isn't a lot of, of, of emotion to everybody yeah, else. And there are going to be a lot of battles this this season. and. And I like it. I, 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 because usually it's episode, what is it, episode nine or eight that has yeah. the big battle. Eight right? or nine always have like the bigger well, climactic we're, we're not getting an eight or nine episode in, in this season. So all so you had the, the, the sea battle, which, you know, if you want to say it was a little weak, it was, but it was freaking awesome. Did you also notice that he, they were cutting out the tongues of people? Yeah. Yeah, because his boat is called Silence. Oh, okay. And a lot of his people on the boat, a lot of his crew, are people who he they've cut the tongues out and then you know they haven't killed them but they've asked them if they want to join their pirate band of pirates oh, or whatever shit. which is why if you notice when they go down there and they grab um elena alaria they don't say anything to her they just you know kind of nod and just say huh. you know get the, because they probably don't have a tongue you know and if you don't have a tongue you can't talk about a mutiny right and that it's, it's pretty cool this is again why your Greyjoy is one of my favorite characters right now he's i'll tell you right now he's more interesting right now at this point in the show than even he was in the books in the books he's got a couple other things going on that could potentially be interesting george just hasn't gotten there yet Mm -hmm. he was just introduced in the last book uh and then they talked a little bit about what was going on with him but you know they're they mixed up some of the stories you know they kind of deleted the other Greyjoy brother from them well they talked about that because the axe so the axe that Euron's wielding is supposed to be his brother's Victorian's axe. axe. Yeah. And so they're thinking, and they haven't gotten confirmation, but they're thinking they what mashed, they did was they just, they just did mashed, mashed up. They mashed both of them together, and then that's, that's what they're going to do, which is fine. Like, that's cool. I'll tell you what. Here, you know, what if, what if Euron mm-hmm. is the prince that was promised? Yeah. 
Because he's born amidst salt and smoke. Definitely salt, because he's born in the Iron Islands mm-hmm. in, near the ocean. I'm sure if we, if somebody wanted to crack the history of his birth, they'll find some smoke there somewhere. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. If Euron is the guy. Oh, my God. Because in the books, Victor- one of the, the red priests is rolling around with Victorian is telling him that he's it. So That'd be nuts. So if Euron's a prince that was promised, you know, that, that might How, be some crazy I, I, shit. And what do you think about the, the whole... Prince isn't a gender-specific term. Well, I knew that from a long time ago because when the show started, I was interested in the in the Valyrian dialect or whatever and how they invented it. Mm-hmm. So I found the website of the guy who did. And he would post updates every episode on his site about whatever Valyrian they spoke in the show or the Dothraki that they spoke in the show and whether the actors... Or whether the script contained exactly the translations he wrote or whether they changed some bits or whatever. Uh, so he talked about the gender neutrality of the language earlier on um, back then. I don't even think he updates that site anymore. I have to check. Mm-hmm. But So I, I knew that from back then. that he, He'd mentioned that, that Valyrian had a lot of the pronouns were gender neutral. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so, so you kind of knew. Yeah. So you had the spoiler. I did have this kind of a spoiler <laughs> on that. Um, okay. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's fair. It's kind of that. That also ties into the to Cersei's prophecy, right? About the Valonqar and mm-hmm. the little brother is going to strangle you. Yeah, because is it is it the little brother height wise, or right. is it the little brother birth wise, or and is it little brother? Is could it be little sister? She doesn't have a little sister, but it doesn't say it doesn't say your little sister. Yeah, that's why we. That's why for a while, the belief was that Arya would kill Cersei because okay. she is a little the sister. little sister. She is. Right. She is the little sister. Okay. All right. So um, that was that's on that. We uh, what else we had? Um, why are all of Sam's scenes this season so fucking disgusting? I don't know. Uh, I, that's not how I envisioned him trying to cure Jorah's grayscale. Yeah. Basically. Oh, I'm just gonna rip it off and put some antibiotic on. I thought he'd go the dragon glass direction. But no, I think it is dragon glass. I think he's mixed dragon glass into, into the poultice. Into the poultice. Yeah. Him. Into that crap that he's gonna put on him. You know, so. I don't. He I, didn't I actually mention it. No, and that's the thing. And they never mentioned that there was any kind of abundance, or not abundance, but a supply of dragon glass at the Citadel. Maybe so. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine a Samwell Tarly and Jora kind of ride to Dragonstone? Yeah, that's like be. like that little adventure that yeah. they go on, like a buddy cop. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that definitely would be the least interesting of the buddy cop pairings we've had on this show. Uh-huh. Probably top two would be the adventures of Pod and Braun. Oh, that'd man. be the fucking best. That would be awesome. Just Braun turning Pod into a savage. <laughs> be fucking awesome. Uh, so, yeah. You know what? And I miss Braun. Where the, I know he's coming back because I've seen him in the previews. But where the hell is he, man? Yeah, there's a lot of where the hell is he. Where the hell was Bran this episode? Mm-hmm. You know. I will tell you this. In, in a huge spoiler, you will not see Ghost this season. Ghost is Ghost is chilling. That's fucked up. Yeah, I'm. I'm not lying to you. Like, it. There's no. It's not like he dies or anything. It's just he's not around yeah. at all. Yeah, you know, whatever. The show. If I have one criticism of the show is that they've done a shit job with the direwolves. Yeah, and the. I understand the cost and all that, but you've had a lot more dragons and direwolves, and the dragons I'm sure are more expensive to fucking CGI. Than yeah, the direwolves dude, are. that skull though, that dragon skull. Right. So Whoa. let's go there, man. That was huge. And look, it was pretty cool because it gave you some disposition and some a history into the earlier dragons and how they were able to take them out. And it also kind of leveled the playing field again. 
because as we said, Danny lost her fleet at the end of the show. Yeah, she took a she took an L there, and now she's possibly gonna take an L with the dragons because the ballista, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a threat. Leave it to Kyburn to be the guy who ushers in the industrial age in Westeros. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 got what a resuscitation in his pocket. Yeah, because he cre- he he created the Mountain Frankenstein. Yeah. So and now he's got and now he's got industrial industrialized yep. weaponry. Like that dude's that dude's fucking Leonardo da Vinci in Westeros. Yeah, in but he's just twisted, evil. fucked up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He helped with the uh, with the with the dragon fire. Yep. He helped do all of that. Yeah, yeah. he did. He's the Son. da Vinci of, of the Seven Kingdoms. Son of a bitch. But uh, you know th- that ballista situation scares me as far as being you know rooting for Danny in the story. Not that I'm I root for her as much as say I root for John and the Northern yeah. people because I'm a Stark. But <laughs> you know the. That's not good news for her. I, I don't think so. I And the worst part is, you know, when they killed the dire wolves, people freaked out. Yeah. But if they kill a dragon, bro. Oh, they're killing a dragon. Spoiler, not because I know it, but because I know it. They're killing a dragon. They're, they're killing a dragon because they have to even out the playing field some more. Uh, not to mention that, you know, you, you're going to have to have a situation where it's not just evening out the playing field versus Cersei. It's evening out, evening out the playing field against the White Walkers. Because mm-hmm. Dragonfire can kill Walkers. They can fly. Walkers can't. How easy would that be as a culminating battle to the series? Oh, she just flies over, burns them with some Dragonfire. It's all good. But when he reanimates one of the dragons and turns it into an ice dragon to fight against her two remaining dragons, that's going to be fucking interesting. So that's my prediction for how this shit ends. You're going to nice. get a dope-ass dragon versus... Ice Dragon Battle. What? It's going to be crazy. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good prediction. Yep. Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you if it's right or not, but it's, it's a pretty damn good, It's a pretty good damn prediction. Pretty good prediction. So, we got that. Listen, another scene that was really cool in, in this last episode was Varys saying that, listen, Danny, I'm with you right now, but uh, I'm with but the streets, man. Yeah, I'm with the streets. He's hood. Yeah. Apparently, Varys is hood. Yeah. No, I, I think she made a good decision, uh, which gives me hope for how she bounces back from this L that she, that we've talked about that she's taken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be problematic for her re, for her meeting with John. Okay. Coming up, she's not gonna be in a good mood. <laughs> right. Probably um, not. You know, she's not gonna be in a good headspace. She's gonna, probably gonna be pretty pissed off at Tyrion for having suggested the plan because you know that's. Who, he yeah, always gets the now, blame for everything. Yeah, and you know, John's gonna show up there with Davos. If Melisandre is there hanging out with Danny, Davos is gonna go ape shit. So there's already gonna be this increase in tension. So I, I, I'm not hopeful for that meeting. A lot of people I've talked to, like wifey and, and other friends I've talked to and shit, are really excited about it. I'm not. I'm kind of you know, I'm kind of scared about it. You think they bump uglies? Not in this episode. But that's his, that, that's, his, that's his aunt. Yeah, Targaryens roll like that, bro. Oh, man, that's so weird. Whatever, dude. As long as it's not me, I don't give a shit. I don't know, man. If it happens, I, I might start to... I, I might just, you know, go full Greyjoy and be like, Yeah, you're on. Let's yeah. go. No, dude, I, listen, the Jamie Cersei shit never bothered me, dude. Oh, it's just so weird. It never bothered it, me. It, it bothers just, me. It, it, I don't have to do it, so... No, no, of course. So but it I mean, doesn't, it doesn't, that just bothers care. me, man. That just bothers me. Like, if... if John wanted to fuck around with Ghost. That's his problem, dude. That's not my problem. <laughs> Come here, Ghost. Just lay gently. Just keep oh, it. Let me keep yeah. it warm, buddy. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm i interested to see that. The, the Danny Varys thing was, was, was crazy because he he played it right. 
Yeah. You know, he could have tried to wiggle his way out of it, but he just yeah. told her, fuck you, dude. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, like you said, I'm with the streets. I support the people. And if you're shitty to the people, then I'll take you down like I took your pops and this other nigga down. Exactly. And the biggest scene? Uh-oh. I'll take you down like I took your pops and this other guy down. Okay. <laughs> and the biggest scene of the episode being Grey Worm gets his mouth on. Grey Worm eats some tacos. He goes down. He goes down. I thought they spent an inordinate amount of time on that. I did too. I think what they did was they wanted to give you a little bit of love. Like, they've been hinting at this for, what, almost three seasons now? Yeah. You know? What they did is they're setting you up to kill Grey Worm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's dying. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Maybe. Shut up. Okay. Um, anyway, so I thought the dialogue in that was a little bit off. It sounded like... Uh, yo, and here's the other thing. I cannot get out of my head whenever I see Grey Worm. He's a Dominican dude. Like, Grey Worm's Dominican. <laughs> Like, Are look you, look at him not. and tell me Grey Worm's not Dominican. That's funny. Listen to how he talks, tell me he's not Dominican. That's funny. <laughs> Listen to him, man. You are my weakness. Yeah. Like, he's Dominican. Well, that's how you know he ain't Dominican, playboy. <laughs> ain't no Dominican dude ever saying that's a no chick. Give me some presidente. You know? <laughs> but, I, you know, I didn't mind the scene so much. I, I, I thought it was, it was, you know, a good scene for the two of them. The, the guy who plays Grey Worm. You know, his his facial expressions and all that shit. Like, he, he mm-hmm. really nailed that scene. Okay. Wow. We're, he got him some vagina. He did. He did. Sort he did. of he ish. Did. Yeah. You know. I guess so. I, I honestly thought, I thought they were going to show it. I, I did. I was you like. You thought they were going to show, like, the remainder? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to show the remainder. Because, I mean, why? <laughs> it's fucking Game of Thrones. Why not? Well, you know, I, I think it would have been detrimental to the scene. That's why not. Because everyone would have been talking about that instead of. Yeah. Okay. Instead I, of kind of trying to feel the emotion. It was a little bit of manufactured emotion, but when is it on television? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. We'll see. It's going to suck when he goes. He's been a cool character. He has been. He's been a very cool character. And, and what's funny is that he doesn't have a lot of dialogue. He, he in, in the course of the his his arc or his just history of this whole show, he's never had a lot of dialogue. Incidentally, though, the guy who created the Valyrian language on his website always praised him for how he delivered the... His the Valerian. lines in Valyrian. Good. Um, so he, you know, he he nailed it, and he, his character is interesting because, he, like he said, he I when I read the books, I pictured this huge dude, right? And, and he's not. He's a, and he said that, and he kind of brought that up in that whole scene. He said, you know, I was never the biggest. I wasn't, you know, I was never, was never the, quickest, the strongest, but, but I was the bravest. Yeah, I had the most balls theoretically, if not. Did he cut off his balls too? Yeah, root and stem. Ooh. Okay. All right. Damn. Oh, ouch. That really sucks. So you saw the preview for next episode. What are your thoughts? What do you think? What do you want? Well, like I said, I, I don't think when I think John's meeting with Danny. I think they're probably gonna say that for like the last scene, and we're not gonna get. And it's it. gonna be like Danny walking over the table saying, "Shall we begin?" Yeah. Like John walking in, and then and then going. credits. Yeah. So Boom. they're gonna tease us with that the whole way. I'd be interested to see if Arya does make it to Winterfell already. Oh, something that we, we didn't talk about. Mm. John and Littlefinger. We talked about it Ooh, texting yeah. each other. So, I think that was a huge mistake by John. Okay, you think it's a huge mistake, and I'm I'm going to tell you that I don't think it's a huge mistake. I think here's the thing. You had... So say you had John kill Littlefinger right then and there, right? I mean, he has every right to. He can. The guy's caused a ton of havoc, right? But... 
He betrayed his father. He 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 did. He betrayed his father. But here's sold Silas to the Boltons. Okay. Yes, I get Sorry. that. Sorry. No, 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 no. He did a whole bunch of terrible shit. But it would be much more impactful if one of the girls did it. If Sansa or Arya did it. If they were to be the ones to kill. Because think, and I I told you this in text. Think about it this way: when they when it was Sansa there who was talking to Ramsay right before that dog bit his face off, how good did it feel? Yeah, even though John was whipping his ass, beating him down. But you've already had. But here's the thing: you had a moment like that for Sansa mm-hmm. already. You had a, several moments like that for Arya already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know about how satisfying it's going to be when somebody else kills him. I just know that strategically speaking, something that I was always taught as a kid was: you don't make a threat that, you know, you don't make threats. Period. You either yeah. do it or you don't. Exactly. So. At that point, you know, you already overplayed your hand. And Littlefinger is the... Vera said it. He's the most dangerous dude in the Seven Kingdoms. And I think we've lost sight of that over the last couple of seasons with all the other shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. But lest we forget, all of this shit started because, because of, of Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Yes. Because he convinces Lysa Aaron to poison John Aaron and then write a letter to Kat saying that she thought it was the Lannisters... That's what then led Robert down to King's Landing to go get Ned and started this whole fuckery in the first place. <laughs> so props to Littlefinger for giving us this great show, but he started all this mess. And in it, he's ascended from a lord of this shitty little you know, strip of land to supposedly he was the last person to be lord of Harrenhal. So now he's... And then not only Harrenhal, but then the Veil because he married Lysa Aaron. So he's got... A huge castle in the Riverlands. He owns the Vale. I mean, he's a powerful player in in the game, and he's been wildly underestimated for for a long time. Do you think that the showrunners and the producers and the writers understand that uh, most of the audience is going to forget about all of that, and then just be like, yeah, whatever? Because here's here's one of the things that I'm I'm starting to pick up now that these guys are getting together again. Right? Not all of them know everything that's happened. Right. And as an audience member, we're expected to remember who knows what and who doesn't know what, right? Gotcha. And it could be very confusing at times, you know? So, like, for example, like, I, honestly, during this episode right now, I just realized that Arya d- still thinks that Rickon and Bran were burned alive and killed, you know right. what I mean? So, it's really hard to keep up with that when they do something so sprawling, you know? And so I think at some point, because they have to kind of whittle this down into the next, what is it now, 12 episodes? No. Something like that? They've had seven. It was seven and six. It was 13 before. Now there's only 11 left. Yeah, so 11 episodes. So I think they might just be kind of throwing things to the wayside because that's not very, quote unquote, important to what we need. Yeah, but I mean, it's still established, but they've established on the show that he's in charge of the veil. I mean, they just established that again. Yeah, they said, oh, we need the veil, you know? So. He, you know, he he's in a position where he can still do a lot of damage to John's cause, uh, and also internally, just with that strife that he can con- try and continue to sow between Sansa and John. I will tell you what, a plus move to John, giving Sansa the North while he's gone mm-hmm. because it appeases her. It sh- it gives her a vote of confidence, right? So that she sees that he does trust her, he does rely on her, which is kind of what she's been asking for. Mm-hmm. They got to start, I mean, hopefully she she's smart enough to do what John hasn't been doing to this point and stop having these meetings with everybody and just create your own little small council. Yeah. So here's a question. Is she acting queen 
or is she Hand? Oh, it's a very good question. I would assume she's going to be acting queen because she's a Stark. Okay, so you know she's I mean? kind of like okay, acting queen. So Davos, we assume, is John's hand. Hand, yeah, Davos right. would be the hand. They've never actually stated they, no, it. No, not at all. I would have maybe made Sansa the hand if I was John, just to have appeased her before. But I guess this no. one kind of does it. You make better. Mormont the hand. Oh, she's gangster, <laughs> but she's too young. You can't have her be the hand because they, outside of the North, no one will take her seriously. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, until she cuts them. Oh yeah, no, she's fucking listen. The one character that needs to survive the rest of the shit is her. Is Liana Mormont at this point? Oh man, her and Ar- as long as her and Arya live, I don't care who else dies. Oh, what if they get together? It'd be awesome. <laughs> Just and they're like the new fucking Legion of Doom. Yeah, or the Rockers or something. What a rush, yeah, dude. dude! Somebody showed me. Uh, okay, so we've hey, final thoughts on Game of Thrones before I I, I, I mentioned this last thing. The only other thing I have. Uh, was regarding next week's episode mm-hmm. um, when Euron kind of gets back to King's Landing and, and he mm-hmm. has he Yara, Elaria, and Tien. I think her name San- is. We'll call her Sansa, the cute Sansa. Okay, I think it's Tien. Okay. So that's, she's got the three of them in tow. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that Cersei is going to, because they kind of, meant, Sansa mentioned it when she's like, do you remember what happened when our grandfather went to King's Landing? I'm thinking Cersei's going to replicate that scene with uh, that happened with Brandon and, and oh they they burn alive. She's gonna she's gonna maybe not exactly that way, but she's uh-huh. going to ki- like set up some kind of scenario where the dot where the mother watches the daughter die and kills herself trying to save her. The way it happened with the son with what is fucking Ned's brother's name? Dickon Rickon? No, no, that that's Brandon. Even- that scene was pretty funny too. Right, <laughs> Jamie, what is your name again? Rickon, Dickon. Yeah. <laughs> so, however, how it was, his Brandon was the brother, and then whatever their father was. Okay. And for those of you who don't know, what happens in the in the books is the Mad King burns the father alive. He ties the son to this mechanism where there's like a thing around his neck, and he lays a sword just out of his reach. So the son keeps, Brandon keeps trying to reach for the sword and strangles himself while his father gets roasted alive in his armor uh, by wildfire. And, you know, everybody, Barris and Selmy was there watching it happen and didn't do anything about it, which for one of the study sessions, I really want to talk about that component of swearing oaths and the honor. Because if you're a man of honor, do you interject when your king is doing some crazy shit like that? Or do you stand by and watch? We'll talk about that sometime. Well, I mean, it could all also be Bran's fault. Because Bran could go back in time and talk to Ares, which makes him go crazy. Yeah, I know. I, I know that you, you, you're a big proponent of that thing. I, I am a huge proponent of that. And, and that, look, I'm telling you guys right now, that is not a theory that I know based on any spoiler or anything. Okay. I don't. Like, I'm just, it's just, it's one of the one things that I'm kind of shooting into the dark. Gotcha. You know? So, yeah, it, I, I think that that's what's going to happen, man. I think that it's all going to be Bran's fault. And then, think about this. That'd be crazy. Think about this. Then it would have been a Stark causing the downfall of Starks. Right? Well, some of the Starks. Yeah, some, well, essentially all of all of the Starks. It's, it, like all of the pain and struggling that that's happened. If you really think about it, it's not that all of them. It's just Ned, Catelyn, and Rob. Sansa's still alive. But she's Arya's still alive. Jon's, but they're alive. Although Arya, okay. So here's here's the other thing, and 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 this could be our yeah, last I thought point. It was over, wasn't it? Yeah. Not- here's the other thing. Out of the Starks that are left. Who's had it the Who's had it Sansa? No, who's, no, no. Who's had it the the best? 
it would be Arya, right? John got killed and came back. I'd say it'd be Bran. Okay. He, I mean, he got pushed out that window early, but ever since then, he's just been... He lost Hordor. Dude, that guy's just been chilling, getting dragged around by like, a chick. <laughs> okay, I guess you're right. He lost, he lost Hordor, he lost the wolf. But he didn't die. He didn't get raped. He didn't have to endure this crazy, faceless man training. He didn't have to watch, like, know that he was within reach of the Red Wedding before the Hound got her out of there. Okay. You know, he he has had a difficult road. I'm not saying he hasn't had a difficult road. But to me, just emotion through the emotional ringer, I think the rest of them have kind of gone through. You think we get White Walker Hodor? Why not? That'd be awesome. Why not? Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure you're going to get White Walker Summer. Yeah? I mean, probably. If they're reanimating giants, why not reanimate anything you had in that cave? Dude. Dude, if we get a White Walker Hoarder, that would be the best. That's going to be fucked up. No. I guarantee you, every female that we personally know that watches that show will cry their eyes out. No, he's a White Walker. And then Bran has to kill him. Yeah. Oh, or shit. Bran tries to warg into his White Walker mind, and that drives Bran crazy. Okay, we're going way off. Yeah, all right. All right, all right so... <laughs> guys thank you for listening um, remember you can hit us up on most of the podcast listening apps the iTunes Google Play uh, Pocket Cast SoundCloud Podbean uh, rate us on any of those any and all of them remember subscribe please su- subscribe remember five stars if you love us five stars if you hate us we understand it we'll be back next week uh, follow it on Instagram email the show at back of the bus Miami at gmail.com if you got any questions comments feedback uh if you want to get into some of the theorizing on thrones that we're doing if you want to talk about the comic-con stuff if you're a miami local you want to talk about your experiences in the metro rail give us a shout exactly just shoot us up with an email we'll, we'll be glad to talk if we get enough emails maybe we'll even add like an email bag to this to to the show and we can talk to you guys from there but until then thank you for listening stay tuned we'll catch you next week guys peace out see you next time